test your mic for me, please. Yes, sorry. Um, Domino's has some pretty good pizza. I think it's not. It's probably the best takeout if I had to get if I had to say something. You dead ass think Domino's is the best pizza takeout? Takeout as in like shitty pizza compared to like Pizza Hut, all those. Yeah. All right, welcome to the intro of the podcast. Oh, here we go. <laughs> we are live. Hi, everyone. I'm a bit surprised and caught off guard by this, but hello there. <laughs> welcome to Top Dens with Twins. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're having a great day. <laughs> so we are coming to you at 9-11 on Sunday night. Oh, that's kind of creepy. It's 9-11 on March 5th. Also, FYI, don't sleep in your contacts. <laughs> Yeah, Luke's had a rough day. He got a little scratch on his eye. I do, and it does not feel great. But we're powering through. Um, we're also powering through the pain of FPL. This week has been a gorgeous week for both me and Luke. It's been um, gorgeous. It's been a rough gorgeous. One. Gorgeous is what you want to say. <laughs> uh, that I said that with sarcasm in every cell of my being, just so everybody knows. I hope so. Yeah. So um, we're gonna dive into it in a little bit, but. I think both me and Luke can tell you that our weeks have been ripping us apart on that side. Right, Luke? It's been very bad. It's been, especially because I feel like there's a lot of points that were left on the table by my players, mm-hmm. including James Madison, Sully Marsh, um, Sokka having opportunities and just not being able to convert. There's been a lot of stuff that just feels like it's beating me down, beating me down, and mm-hmm. it, it hurts. It does hurt. I'm there with you, Luke. I'm there with you. But we have to first shout out Kyle. He has had a awesome week, and he is just killing it. Little yeah. jealous, little jealous, but Kyle, congratulations, dude. It's he's been performing very well. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, let's let's just get it out there, right? Yeah, we're getting ahead of it. Um, I decided to transfer out Mo Salah for James Madison. And bring in Emerson Royale at the same time. So I took a negative four. And I missed out on a total of, let's see, how many How many points did I miss out on? With, you sent it in the group chat earlier. I think it was around 24 points that I missed out on. Let, Let me see. look and see what you said. Okay, so most of all, if I would have left him in, that would have been an additional 21 points to my team. James Madison got one point, so 20 and then a negative, so yeah, about twenty four points is what I. That's what that transfer cost me. <laughs> so um, yeah, as you can imagine, um, I'm not doing too good right now. <laughs> it's okay, like like we always say, there's always next week, right? Yes, there is. It is, but we're slowly running out of weeks. If we're gonna be honest. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that'll kind of do it for our little intro here, Paul. Do you want to highlight some of the matches from this weekend? Yeah, um, I think first off, the biggest game of the weekend, the biggest surprise of the weekend, we have Liverpool beating Manchester United 7-0. Yeah, that was that was a pretty big one. I mean, I wasn't even necessarily watching that one directly, and I just kept mm-hmm. on getting updates about the score and everything, and I was continually amazed by that. Yeah, I mean, what what a shock. I mean, that's I think we've always kind of known Liverpool has the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. that they can just turn it on and at some point we knew the switch was going to flip but right. I, honestly i think next weekend we could see them also lose four yeah, nil that's just kind of who thing. they are at this point they're just really difficult and very hard to predict they're not as consistent as they have been in the past 
but this time around this year, you if you get the right week, then you're going to have a pretty big haul, and Mosul had one of the biggest weeks of the season so far. Yeah, and it's it's what's really awesome um, is is that last week I had triple Liverpool, and then decided a wild card, which this week has not played out for me the best way it could have. Well, I'm going to dive into it later. There's a lot of pent up aggression with that and mm-hmm. frustration, but I played my wild card, and I think it's going to eventually. It's not a one-week kind of punt. It's a long-term preparing for double game weeks kind of punt. Yeah, exactly. That's so kinda... we can tolerate it for now. I'm mentally stable right now. For the but time being. The trip, the Liverpool triple up would have been nice this week. But like we said, we ride. It would have been. It definitely would have been. But as you're saying, you know, you're playing a long game with a wild card, setting your team up for the future. Um, and I think that, you know, just got to give it time. And it will mm-hmm. hopefully pay dividends in the long run. Yeah. And so um, this week we also had, what were the big games? We had less. Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah. Arsenal, what a game. Yeah, it was really fun to watch, honestly. I really enjoyed watching that. I was kind of hoping to see Arsenal drop points. Strictly, maybe drop two points, maybe not all three. Strictly because it would have tightened the race between them and City and just... Provided a little more drama into the you know ever dramatic Premier League that we're that we're used to week in week out. I think we're still going to see that though, Luca. Um, I, I mean that that's a huge win for Arsenal, probably one of the defining moments of the season. But I think City is going to turn it on, and I'd be I'm, I think there's going to be a big title push in the next in the remaining part of the season. Yeah, I we're don't doubt see that. A two-team race. I don't I mean, doubt at that. this point, it's going to be a two-team race, but. United's been looking pretty good, honestly. But dropping well, points today, that well, as you highlighted, that loss is pretty backbreaking. I think, and we might see a little bit drop off of form. Maybe, maybe even from an FPL perspective, some people moving away from Luke Shaw for sure, um, and then possibly even Marcus Rashford a little bit to try to, you know, beat other people to the newest asset. I would recommend to listeners out there, take your time though. United have been great assets to own. One result does not define who they are as a team. This is true. This is true. And that that's me defending Manchester United, so you know that's com- that's coming from the heart right there. It really is. <laughs> it really yeah. is. Um, but, yeah, I think the other notable matchup of this weekend, um, we have Man City beating um, Newcastle 2-0 at home. Erling Holland gets an assist, so those Kappeners get – at some points, um, a little bit of a differential. Kind of a small haul for Holland, but... Um, but it's still points, nevertheless. It's points. Yeah, for um, Captain. Yeah, better than what Sock ended up with. So um, I think you kind of see City rounding into form here. The The biggest worry amongst them, once again, is going to be the Pep Roulette. You don't know who's going to be starting, who's going to be playing. Phil Foden looked amazing, gets a goal. Um, goal and assist, right? Or did... Yeah, he did it. No, did he assist no, on didn't, that? Didn't Pep, uh, let me see. I got it right here. It might have been Grealish. Foden had a goal, and then it might have been. I think it was Grealish who assisted Bernardo. Yeah, I, I see Foden with a goal. Let me see player. Yeah, but so I mean, even moving on from that, I think as we I highlighted think. last week, it seems like Phil Foden is kind of coming back into Pep's good graces. FPL asset. And he honestly might be a good FPL asset going forward. So let's keep an eye on that. Um, and So um, before we wrap this up, Luke, I want to highlight the Brighton-West Ham game. 
Mm-hmm. That one, um, owning three Brighton assets was awesome for me, considering I only started one. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm not even going to dive into it now. We can have a little segment where I lose my mind for a second later on. But That works for me. I think that probably will do it for our wrap-up for the week. There were some other important matchups that had a, definitely had a big impact upon the bottom of the table, movement within the mid-table, but um, FPL relevance. There'll be a few specific players we'll touch on throughout the course of the episode, but that it seems like that tight group at the bottom separated by like three or four points and crystal palace is kind of being drawn back into that group as well with lester falling back down so it looks like we have like a five six maybe even seven team race for the bottom yeah that's that probably at the end of the season is going to be more fun than the top of the table i wouldn't bet too much on that one i think that this is going to go to the wire i think it will but i mean if you have imagine if we have a free-for-all at the bottom where there's like six teams about to go down on the last day. That would be really fun. If fun for three teams and not fun for three. Yeah, I mean, as a neutral, I mean, hey, let's 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 just have a good time with it. That does fit your personality, Paul. <laughs> Embrace the chaos. The chaos is necessary to misquote. That was bad. <laughs> that that one was poor. <laughs> no, I, I meant to say that. Like that was on purpose. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we'll take a little break here and then come back and probably do a little red arrow, green arrow, and tell you all about how our teams performed. All right, everybody, welcome back to Top Bins with Twins, and we're going to run right into one of our favorite segments, red arrow, green arrow. Yeah. All right, well, for a little review here, um, this week, I, so far, just to say, we are not completely done with this week. It is Sunday night, and we have Brentford and who plays Brentford tomorrow, Luke? Brentford plays. Um, I got it right here. One second. We have Brentford and Fulham playing tomorrow. Yes. And so I actually still have Ben Me playing, so hoping for some points there to boost me. But at this point, right now, I'm on a green arrow, sitting on 37 points, and from a wild card, I'm disappointed by that. Do you want to? How about you go through and tell people who you wildcarded in? Okay, we'll just dive into it now. Yeah, this just is, just so people can understand what your team looks like, and maybe give a little bit of background on why you picked that structure, or you don't even have to say necessary specific mm-hmm. players, but highlight your overall. Thinking. I'll I'll give some thought process here. So, um, this is probably going to be the most unhinged, unhinged segment of me so far. This week, I decided to kind of be a little basic bitch. And sell out and do the generic wild card leading up to game week 29 because I want those Brentford, Brighton, and anybody in that double game week. And I am loaded up on those players. And like we discussed earlier, I missed out on a lot of points from Liverpool assets. And also this week, I decided to bring in Felix from Chelsea. And he had two great chances to score. So right now, right basically over over you i'm sitting at 37 points and it's a possible this week that i could be at a lot more because my genius ass left matoma on the bench and a stupion so i currently have 20 points on the bench yeah that one that one hurts 19 between a stupion and matoma and i also have harvey barnes starting who has zero points harvey barnes just that, that was a 
that was a roll of the dice. Leicester looked good when they played Tottenham, but Tottenham had completely fallen apart in that match. I think that it was it was a roll of the dice, and there I see some of the logic there, but it was it was it didn't just didn't play out for you. It didn't play out, and the the thing also is I also have Ben Davies, who Tottenham had a clean sheet until about the I think it was around the 80th minute against Wolves. They give up a goal. So there's points I lost there. There's also Saka, who had multiple chances to score. Harry Kane, I captained. I was hurt. I didn't see it, but Luke told me he had a missed chance, too. He did. He, it was outside the box, and it wasn't exactly an amazing opportunity. But he was, he was he close. He probably should have. It was, was close. Them. Which, I mean, from Harry Kane, we expect brilliance. But looking, looking at my team this week is very disappointing. But just stepping away from it a little bit, I actually feel really good about my wild card. I have the ability to bench boost in 29 with almost every player on my team on a double, which I think is just, I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. It, so, there's an opportunity there for you to gain a lot of points, um, and especially over the people like me who did not wild card. Um, and I'll be, as of now, I'll be going into the next game week, so game week 27 with two doublers. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be looking to make probably two transfers to, you know, Mac double that up and get in four for the week. And also, yeah, but I'll be strategically bringing in probably a Brentford defender and maybe Tony possibly so that I don't have to deal with that blink in the middle. That makes sense. But most likely what I would be doing is bringing in Tony for Harry Kane, probably, which is scary. I don't like taking him out. Especially after a week where they don't perform, I think that he's going to come out. Um, yeah, and really want to see them perform. I don't know though. Does Tottenham play Champions League this week? I feel like it might. I, I know Champions League is this week. I'm not sure. Yeah, so they play on Wednesday uh, against and Milan, they play and that's that's in London. Okay, so. I mean Tottenham. If you look at their next three weeks, I mean it's Forest, Southampton, Everton, and then you also have Brighton in thirty, and then Bournemouth. Like, that is a awesome run of fixtures for them. Yeah, so my thought process as of now, it seems like what I'll probably be doing is um, I would like to probably transfer in two assets um, for this coming week, mm-hmm. right? And then maximize the double in 27. Yeah. 28, I'd like to get out at least 10 players. You know, that's I'm happy with that at that point. I kind of yeah. just survive the week and, you know, not lose too much ground as opposed to where I'm at. And then I might think about free hitting in 29 to maximize, get all the doublers out. Um, and then I'll have my wild card bench boost and triple captain still to play with about eight weeks ago. So I actually really thought about that, Luke, about playing the free hit in 29. Mm-hmm. And to kind of push back against your thought process there, which I mean, I, I think it's not incorrect or correct, just in my in my thought processes here, that I wanted to maximize that week as much as possible. And I think the free hit allows you to bring in, like you can have a full full 11 that's doubling, but it doesn't allow you the option to have a 14 or... I see what you're saying. You, don't, 15, you can't bench boost. Having 15 that double. So, it would be I mean, 14. No, because there's... Well, I guess 15, yeah, because the total, keeper. Two keepers, yeah. Keeper, yeah. So, I mean, that that's just, I mean... So, who, which keepers did you bring in, if you don't um, mind so me asking? I have... Let me see. I because... Brought, I brought Raya in. 
Okay, you have Raya, but then are you going to transfer Kappa. in? Okay, so then are you going to transfer in? Um, oh, what's his name from Brighton? Who started his first match this week? Oh, I don't remember his name. I can find it. One second. It's po- it's a possibility. Um, I think. I mean, Chelsea's still on a double that week, even though they're playing Villa, and um, Villa and Liverpool. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's both those teams have been in really good form. So the longer time goes on, it's looking like a really bad double for Chelsea. Agreed. Agreed. But uh, sorry, going back for, to that for point. For a clean sheet, it looks bad. Right. And just going back to that point, the keeper from Brighton who came in, his name is Jason Steele. Um, he, What's his value? Uh, I think FPL-wise. he's at... He's at 3.9. I'm looking on foot mobs. I don't have it, but I can pull it up. Let me see. I can tell you right now. Let's see. Remove player. Do, 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 do. You got it, Luke? Um, I'm close. Come on. Uh, so it's uh 3.9. 3.9. That's okay. his value. That's right. Um, and that, I mean, that's one hell. I mean, that's Ward 2.0, right? Mm-hmm. If you can get him that cheap. Have him double, and then. But is he gonna start again? That was the question. I so Sanchez was not hurt. That's I, not I why know he didn't it was. Play. It was a team selection decision, and I don't know if it was a one week warning of let's see how you perform, and then, but he performed pretty well. Um, yeah, I mean he kept a clean sheet. He did, and his overall match rating was seven point zero according to Football. Oh, so to I think it. you know he he did he and he made a couple saves. Bowen had a shot from his left foot. Um, where he, lo- I mean, he made a good save on that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, Luke, did you did you say explicitly if you had a red arrow or green arrow? So I have a slight green arrow currently. Okay. I have about three thousand. All right. So no punishments either way for me, Luke. And uh, we also you have to do one from last week. No, I don't. I had a green arrow last week. I did you? Yeah. Let me. I'll pull it up and show you. People on the podcast can't see this, but we have four green arrows in a row, 23, 24, 25, 26. Has my rank changed much? No, but we have four you, green arrows in a row. You dodged the bullet on that one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So no It's no a shame that I don't, I don't get to pick your topic of 30-minute elevator pitch, but maybe next week. I mean, you can honestly, you can come with whatever punishment you want. It doesn't have to be that. That's, that's true. That's true. So um, get creative. I mean, if you ever get a chance to give me punishment, because... Green arrows only, baby. I hope for your sake that you do continue that streak. We'll I would see. like to see it. We'll see. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up this segment ahead of the next one. Wait, I didn't get to talk about my team. You did talk about them. About how they performed? Oh, my bad. Okay. Not really. Okay, go ahead. Talk about your team. Yeah. Okay. So Sorry. um, my team did terribly. Um, so looking at my team, my keeper had Danny Ward was my top performer of the week. He had 11 points, that penalty that he saved. That was complete crap, by the way. Was, was amazing. I was, and then, you know, Lester went ahead and conceded right after that. Contrary to, you know, his save, couldn't handle the clean sheet, but he still got a lot of points for me. And then Ben White with the goal, bringing in seven points was really big for me. And I had Gabriel from Arsenal blanking, Emerson Royale getting 10 minutes, Madison creating probably 10 chances, 
that were not converted. He also had a couple shots that I wish would have gone in. Kulusevsky, Saka, and Marsh all blanking. Holland getting an assist. Kane blanking. And then Ferguson with Brighton blanking as well. All around, quite a terrible week. I think my players were in positions to succeed. And it just didn't happen. Um, I'm not going to take happens. it. I'm not going to take it too hard, but pretty disappointing, especially with the possibility of I just keep slawing and my team looks a lot better, a lot, lot better. I would take the extra 20 points. It would really make a difference on my overall rank and within our league too. But yeah. nevertheless, I've got next week and I can improve on it and hopefully be better. All right, like real quick before we wrap and go to the next segment. I want everybody out there to realize the high and lows of Kyle's week, which, by the way, we talk about Kyle all the time, but we're going to have him on at some point. We will. We, yeah, we, we it would it might take, have him on. It'll take a little bit of time, but we'll get him on the pod. Yeah, but I want to talk about the highs and lows of his week because it's honestly hilarious. So we wake up Saturday morning watching games, the first game in the morning, and then we <laughs> we see that Ben White isn't starting, which who Kyle captained him this week. And Kyle's in the group chat. Man, my week's over. <laughs> Captain Ben White, blah, blah, blah. Subs on at half, scores a goal, and the Arsenal come back. Mm-hmm. Kyle's good on that. And then he also has Danny Ward in goal. And we get a text. Oh, pin. Ward's clean sheet's going to be gone, blah, blah, blah. And then he saves the goal. And, but they, and then they also give up the clean sheet, and he ends up on 11 points. Yeah, he's defying the odds there. I mean, what? He also has Gakbo and Matoma. Yeah, I mean, the Gakbo is just good. That's a good pickup. Matoma, yeah, good Matoma, pickup. He's, he's a good player. Yeah. Well, shout out, Kyle. We're going to move on to the next segment. Anything else, Luke? Nope. I don't have anything else. All right, let's do it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Top Pins with Twins. We are going to cover the segment Buy or Sell. Um, I think. Have we been analyzing the charts, Luke? Oh, we've been diving in. We've, we've been doing that TA. Yes, we have been. Technical analysis, just so you know. Yeah, there you go. There's Paul's finance background for you. I'm a finance bro, I guess. Some would say that. I'll never admit it. I'm actually not, but go ahead. Some would say that. Um, Okay, so I think I'll start us off with the first buy of the week. Um, This asset is someone that's going to definitely fly under the radar and is not an asset that a lot of people would be highlighting, but I think after the performance this week, well worth highlighting. Can I guess who you're going to say? Go for it. Brennan Johnson. You're ding, ding. I knew it. I told you Smart. earlier today that I was going to be highlighting See, him. See, I do listen when you talk. Good. I'm glad you listen. That that confirms this. <laughs> so, I think he's a great asset. Um, throughout the course of this week, he performed really well getting two goals. He definitely outperformed his XG. Um, there's no doubt about that. He His X, XG was 0. .6 on the game. Um, ended up with two goals, two very good strikes. But the main reason why I think that he's a good asset going forward for the next three to four weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Nottingham Forest played Everton. Next week they play Tottenham in 27, which is not a great matchup for them. It's it's a way. It's going to be at Tottenham. But then after that they play Newcastle at home. Those two are going to be some difficult matchups. But if you look forward to 29 after the international break, they have Wolves at home and Leeds away. I think those two matchups will be a chance for Nottingham Forest to pull their way out of the lower tier of the league 
separate themselves. And if they're going to do that, it's going to be because he's scoring goals. Yeah, he's um, important to that attack. Yes, and he's kind of consistently shown over the course of the year that he's a player who can't overperform his XG. He's not going to be getting a ton of chances, but I really do think that he's he's a viable asset for them, for them and also for our FBL teams as well. I mean, that was a silky smooth finish today. It was, right? That, goal, and I that, think was, that was a nice goal. That was a great finish. He, you know, he doesn't create much on the side of um, expected assists. But his XG is it's really reliable, and I mean he ended up with what was it? I think three bonus points this week as well. So someone to think about. It very under um, undervalued stat um, and player that a lot of people don't have. So someone to think about going yeah, forward. I, I think that's a good shout, Luke. I mean, if you look at him, Forrester can hit people on the counter, and who's usually going to be part of that counter attack? Brennan Johnson. Mm-hmm. So good, good suggestion there. I'm. I'm riding the double game week here. And I think a nailed on asset for that is McAllister. Okay. If we if we look at the XG numbers and assist numbers ever since the World Cup, the positions he's been playing, I, I think it, it's almost impossible to leave him out. And especially the way Brighton have been playing lately. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna if if anything, they're gonna produce goals. And we wanna as FPL owners, we wanna be a part as of many of those results as possible. And I think for Brighton, this is true. You can you can make an argument about. I think it's really the two best options are March or McAllister, which Matoma had a great week last week. He was on my bench, as we've talked about. Right, right. But there's McAllister is just on there. He's on pins. He's nailed into the squad. I mean, I I think he's the probably in my mind the best Brighton asset to own at this point. Yep, I think that's fair to say. Um, I am kind of considering maybe trying to bring him in my team possibly, mm-hmm. uh, for the double, for the two doubles they have coming up in the next three weeks. But at the same time, I'm kind of worried about players blanking, not being able to address, you know, getting enough players out for, um, for 28 whenever, when the, when a lot of teams are blanking. So that's something to keep in my mind. I would preferably like to move along Kluaseski. He's been an asset for me that, He's right on the brink. He's put other players in great positions, had shots himself, and he's just mm-hmm. not getting the ball in the back of the net or putting other players in the position to do so. I would love to move on from him, but I just have other issues I need to deal with within my team that I have to address first. So it's kind of kind of all hands on deck at the moment. Get 10 players out there at least from yeah. my perspective and then go into the remaining um, portion of the season with – all my chips intact. Good. I mean, I play it your own way, right? Yes. We disagree fundamentally, but it's okay. That's that's why we play the game. You know, it's fun. Everybody has their own interpretation. Exactly. All right. So, are we ready to move to sales? Um, I is there one more buy? Am I losing my mind here? Um, yeah, there is one more buy. Okay, go ahead. You got and it. And I'm gonna have to push someone that's currently on my team. I think James Madison is an excellent opportunity. Um, he, as I highlighted earlier in the podcast, yeah. he should have had at least, at least one assist in this match. He put Ianacho in some fabulous positions and <laughs> yeah. he, he was having a really difficult day. So I don't want to beat him while he's down or anything, but, um, it, it just hurts as a Madison owner. Cause he, he should have had returns from that match. It's very, it hurt me to see that. So I think going forward, he's on free kicks he's on corners he's on penalties for them 
and he's also their main contributor from goals and also assists. He's someone that if he's in the squad, he's he's an asset that I would I want to have in my team going forward. Yeah, I I've I think I'm gonna try to work a way to get him in for the double game week in 29. And I I also think that Leicester's gonna be struggling to get points. They're gonna be pushing. They they have to score goals. Yeah, I mean because they're, they're, they're gonna give up goals. They, their they defense is goals. not necessarily reliable unless mm-hmm. it's a pin and Ward's in goal. Um, and even then, they don't keep clean sheets after he makes a penalty save. No, they do not. But I think James Madison is integral to everything they're trying to do as a club. So yeah, having him in your team is a great shout. Someone that I will keep in my team for quite a while. All right. Well, are we um, ready to go to the short side? Yeah. The depreciating assets, some would say. Some would say that, yes. Some would say. So for me, I... Still riding the train of the double game week. I think we have to start preparing to maximize the potential of that week. And I think Liverpool defenders, so I'm just going to bunch them together. This isn't just one player. This is just a group. I think Liverpool defenders have to be gone. We got to start moving off them. Even when they play Bournemouth next week? They play So they play Bournemouth next week. And, yes, I would keep maybe one, depending on how many transfers you have going into this week. But I think if you have, you have to start getting rid of them. This I think this coming week, which against Bournemouth, I'm not gonna lie. I like we talked about earlier in the podcast, the way Liverpool have been this year, they could turn around and lose this game to Bournemouth three nil, and I just I just don't like the idea of that rest to me. Right, it's, under and, understandable, but if you look at point totals, Virgil Van but Van Dyke returned nine against Crystal Palace in game week 25, their first matchup. Well, let's go even farther back. So, returned six points against Newcastle in 24. Mm-hmm. Nine and 25 against Crystal Palace. 15 against Wolves in 25, the second matchup in 25 for them. And then six against Manchester United today. So, so that, that I mean, what that's four clean sheets in a row right there. That's, that's fair. But if we look at Bournemouth, Bournemouth, I mean, they, I think, they're going to nick a goal against Liverpool. And then if we look even farther forward, in 28, Liverpool blanks. And then in 29, they play Man City and Chelsea. And then the next week, they play Arsenal and then Leeds and Nottingham Forest. I don't like that run of fixtures for their defense. Their defense is going to leak goals. They're not going to get you clean sheets. I Sell, sell, sell. I think I partially agree with you. I, they have a difficult run of fixtures. But they're looking better, right? I mean, they just they put seven home against Manchester United, who's been one of the top teams in the league this year, and really just brought them back down to earth, crashing. You know, it, it was... I mean, seven held the, the worst defeat in Manchester United's history. Gosh. I Which, just can't... I cannot imagine that locker room afterwards. No, I'm sure it's terrible. But if you watch that game, too, there were... United had chances, especially in the first half. Marcus Rashford had around, I think... If I remember correctly, an XG of like 0.6 or so. And with the way he's been playing this season, you can almost expect two goals out of that. But you even even looking at it, I mean, Liverpool playing at home, and the way that first half went, that game easily could have ended up 2-0 United in the first half. Like, right. there, there's another reality where that happens. And I... And then we're completely talking about this a different way. I don't. I don't think one fixture should ever determine how we make decisions in F, as FPL owners. And to me, I think the music has started on their defense, which their attackers attackers are a different story. I, 
I think there's some Liverpool assets if you get them at the right price point. They're they may be good investments over the next the next four or five weeks. But the defense, sorry, I'm out. You're not going to convince me. Hmm. Well, I think there's something to be said for that. But there's also argument of momentum, and seeing the string that they've managed to get four clean sheets in a row against honestly two top four teams against Manchester United and against Newcastle. That's yeah. pretty impressive. I it's mean, something it's something it to be looking at, right? Though I'm not quite as heavy on the sell as you are, but I I, I see what you're saying. Maybe sell, sell, sell. say you have two at Liverpool assets, maybe work your way down to one defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not fully cleanse the team of any Liverpool defenders, but maybe get down to one, diversify your back line a little bit. I think it could be a good route to go. I'm also going to phrase this too. That I think if you keep one defender for Liverpool, it should probably be Trent. Why do you think that? The possibilities of offensive returns. Of offensive returns. Yeah, of him mm-hmm. getting an assist or a goal. Just he has the he has the highest chance of any of those defenders. But let's. I think we were talking about this for a little bit. Let's move on to what. What's your first sell of the week, Luke? Um, I think my first one. You're gonna hate this, <laughs> but I think it's Jao Felix. That's crap. It's not. That's absolute. How this many? Is, this is this is bullshit <laughs> in the galaxy of the. Oh, that's great. <laughs> My maybe too far, but I'm sorry, but I'm not. Maybe, but I really just kind of worry that when when was his last goal? Let's look at this. Okay, um, let's find Zhao Felix. Give me one second here, please. Um, do you know when the last time he returned was, Paul? Um, let me pull up real quick. This guy's in my team. So Yeah, I thought you would have that accessible at the moment. So his last return was against his first goal was against West Ham in twenty three. Which is then, four game weeks a row. It's okay. four game weeks ago. But if we look at it, he's had chances that should have been goals and I, I still like it. I mean, if you look at Chelsea's run of fixtures going forward, which I'm just proving your point, Luke. We have Leicester next week. Are you kidding me? That's easy. I, that's not guaranteed. It's, if you look at the stats, right? You know what, Luke? I'm going to say it now. If Joe Felix does not get a return next week, I will do a punishment on air. And we'll put out a poll and let people vote, and we can determine what, what the punishment will be. But I am committed. Joe Felix will get a return next week. All right. You heard it here first, everyone. Paul will be doing a punishment next week. (laughs) I don't think so. But also, real quick, we have Everton and Villa the week after. And then we have, so it's Villa and Liverpool in the double. I mean, it's going to happen, guys. I'm I'm feeling confident. And I even put it, it on next week. So, Okay, well, I mean, you're committed to it now. So there's no backing out. I'm in. I'm in. You might want to reach out to Zhao personally and see if he could, you know, if you could somehow boost the odds or, you know, give him a little extra motivation. Because watch, he won't play next week. <laughs> I would love that. That would be so fitting. If, uh, caveat: If he doesn't play, then we're rolling it to the next week. No, no. Caveat: Committed to this. Fine print. You don't. You don't read the fine print. It is in twenty-seven. If he does not play, I, if he does not score in twenty-seven, you, my friend, are cooked, and you will be doing a challenge. Barbecue chicken. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, all right. Like what? Well, um, so the you reason can, you why can, you can make your point now. Go the ahead. reason why I think that he's an asset that 
maybe is he's speculative, right? That's my main reason for why I think he should be, you should get rid of him. If he goes on a string of getting a goal or two, maybe with a couple assists, I see him being a great asset. He's the most creative player in that Chelsea side. Um, he's got an XG of two up to this point with one goal, right? So he's he's underperforming a little bit. The goals will probably be there eventually, but I just see this Chelsea side as unless Graham Potter really changes something around or maybe we see a new manager coming in sometime mm-hmm. soon, then this team just – I do not see goals being there. I Really, I think that he would have been almost kind of a good fit with Thomas Tuchel there, with the ball coming in the box, getting more touches. But with Graham Potter, mm-hmm. the wing backs aren't getting as high. Not as many balls being played in from, you know, Reese James, Chilwell, Cagrea, respectively. I just, I don't love it. Well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, we will see, sir. Okay, well, back over to you, Paul. Um, what's going to be the final sell of the week? Um, for me, the last one's difficult. Um, if there's a team that I really want to move off of, I mean, I've already highlighted Liverpool back line. Pretty clear about that. I think, let me see, if, honestly, at this point, I'm also really bullish, or bearish, sorry, <laughs> stock terms, I'm bearish on Manchester United assets. Do Are Why we, I'm, I'm questionable, the only reason I say this is because I'm questionable about what the mentality of this team is going to be going forward after this loss. Okay. I'm I'm and so I'm curious right after the loss happened, right at the moment, to see what they're gonna do, how the team is gonna react. Okay. But okay, for context here. Arsenal's sitting on sixty three points with twenty six game play games played. Mm-hmm. Man City's sitting on fifty eight points with twenty six played as well. So they're even on matches. Arsenal's clear by five points. Yeah. And then nine points below we've United with forty nine points below City. With one game in hand, mm-hmm. so they they definitely still have the capability to go for on a little bit of run. I'm not sure. Do they? Do you think their fixtures look good, Paul, going forward? Um. So, they, in the double in 29, they have Newcastle and Brentford. I think both those games could be difficult for them. I think they really could. And then they have Everton, Nottingham Forest, possibly Chelsea, Tottenham, Villa, Brighton and Chelsea, possibly in a double in 34. West Ham, Wolves. Bournemouth, Brighton, or Chelsea, and then Fulham. I mean, that to me that that's not a cupcake route. I mean, it's not. You you have difficult fixtures, and like we talked about last week on the podcast, when I was kind of also bearish on Manchester United, is is that? I mean, they've been outperforming in XG. They've been playing, like they've been playing a great brand of football. That's that's not an argument here. The argument is is that I just don't think it's sustainable at this point for them, Mm -hmm. and I think we're starting to see we're starting to see cracks. I mean, this was a mat. This was a tornado swept through and just demolished Old, Tra- Old Trafford, is what yeah. happened this weekend. And Phil yeah. just, I mean, Liverpool was looking like vintage Liverpool. They mm-hmm. looked, they looked really good. But then again, everything just clicked at the right time for them. But you know, also is awesome. Like this is why we love the Premier League. Yeah, because like who, it's awesome. Who, I wonder what the betting line was on seven nil Liverpool. I just imagine. Cannot, I cannot imagine what that would have been. Imagine, imagine throwing yeah. money on that. But I mean, I just got so excited. Like this is the league we get to watch week in and week out. We wake up 
early at 7.30 on Saturday mornings for this for this shit, dude. It's it's so enjoyable. And I, I really just wish more people could enjoy it the way we do. Because, I mean, the energy, the excitement, like, man, I'm, I'm getting emotional right now. It's it's so it's so fun. Yeah, I, I love to second your opinion on that one because there's a reason why we chose to do this podcast. There's yeah. a reason why we're interested in it. Like, we, we just love Fuck, it, man. And, and we're <laughs> so excited. We're also I mean, we're, we're going to be taking a trip to London in a couple months from now. And we hope to go. Mm-hmm. Um, see a Premier League match. We the atmosphere will be. It's something we've been looking forward to for a long time. Yeah, um, we're we're gonna we, have a great time. We cannot wait to be there. If nothing else, just be in London, experience the city on a game on a game day, um, and just really kind of soak in the entire experience, and then you know grow our passion from that. Right. Yeah. And I think taking part in that will you know give us an experience that we are not able to have being here in the states. But even even the secondhand experience of being all the way across an ocean like this is just i, I think we're, we're we should have a podcast probably maybe sometime in the summer where we kind of talk about why we love this so much and w- like why we started this podcast and we, really dive deep on like roots of stuff you know we will also over the summer probably maybe about a month or so before the premier league kicks back into action we're gonna try to do some podcast on what fpl is um, mm-hmm. the ways in which we didn't approach the game, how we, and also flashing back on some mistakes that we made this year. Yeah. Our first full season and playing FPL, there's a lot of things to learn little. And it seems like it's the small details that make the biggest difference. Yeah. And kind of just building that kind of like process for playing the game in the best way for you, because everyone plays it differently and putting a mold on someone or saying that this is a specific way to play. It's just not going to work for everyone. Um, so we'll kind of share our thought process on that and how we go about playing the game ourselves. Yeah. Um, but we've kind of meandered a little bit on this. We segment. have, but I mean, I, this I is probably like my favorite segment we've done. It's, it's been passion filled. I like it. I, I really hope that, um, everybody gets to this point with us in the podcast because the segment's been awesome. Agreed. It's been great. Agreed. I think that we will take a little break here and then come back with some final thoughts before we conclude for the week. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> everyone welcome back to our last segment of the episode we are going to be doing top five transferred in for the week and this week it will not be me guessing but it'll be our other podcast host paul trying to guess the top five transferred in players so far for this upcoming game week we're about to go five for five all right who do you think uh i won't even make you pick exact order just guess the top five McAllister. okay he is actually number five on the list, so you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Oh, come on. Bin me. Number four. Raya. Wrong. I think you can guess these other three. Um, Estupian. Yep. So he's number three. So you have one and two left. Um, Matoma. He's number one. Very good. And he's, at this point, time of filming... He's at 187000 transferred in already. Lord, those price rises. Yeah, he, he should definitely rise in price. Uh, lastly, number two, number two, I really feel like... Are you a betting man? <laughs> Come on, that made it too easy, Tony. There you go. There you Which, go. be wary, everybody out there. 
We don't know if Tony if he's if he's gonna play if he's not. So the, if you're if you're gonna go for him, wait till the very last minute to pull the I trigger on that transfer. Importantly, the thing to note too is that the lure of bringing Tony in is that over the next three game weeks he has five matches. Yeah, right. I mean, it it, it makes say, a lot of sense to bring him. Let's in. Let's say you bring him in and he doubles in this first this upcoming game week. Still might be a transfer worth it if he returns, mm-hmm. but Absolutely. those those following weeks, especially with an international break before twenty nine, that could be an issue, and it yeah. might be someone you have to address. Big issue. All right, okay, well, let's so, go yeah. ahead. You got it. You got it. Go ahead. Um, so looking at my team, um, I am going to have two players double, um, and that will be Sully Marsh and Evan Ferguson from Brighton. I will be looking to probably bring in maybe two more doublers. So taking a negative four again this week, which I love those negative points. Yeah, I, I love them too so much <laughs> that I just wanted to do that this week for no reason. Luke, just so you know, you know how we were talking earlier about mm-hmm. mistakes we've made as FPL managers. I think number one on my list is going to be avoid negative points at all costs. So that's and everyone plays that differently. Some people embrace the. And taking a negative 16 to get that exact team in they want, which it can pay off, but you have to be pretty pretty set in knowing those transfers mm-hmm. are going to work for you. But, okay, so I think I'm going to probably try to bring in two doublers. Um, it'll probably be a Brentford asset and then maybe a, a third Brighton asset. Um, that's, pro- that's a good call. And then I'll be looking at trying to figure out how to handle the blank game week after that. But... I would like to kind of dive into the double a little bit more than I currently am at. Mm-hmm. And I've got, I've got some good matchups for like Tottenham. I have three that'll three starting at home against Nottingham Forest. I feel pretty good about that. And then, um, yeah, honestly, that's my team. Probably mm-hmm. going to double up on the, on the doubles, take a hit, and that's probably going to be my plan for the week. Okay. I mean, as everybody knows, like I've said, that we've already said this already a couple times tonight. But we're recording this Sunday night on March 5th. So, I mean, we have a full week to change our minds, which, as we know as FPL managers, happens all the time. So it does. there's going to be flexibility there. My team going into this week, this next week, I am excited about it. I feel good about everybody that I'm starting. Wait, tell us how many how many doubles. So I have Ben, me, Raya, Astupion, Matoma, and McAllister that are all going to be starting for so me. So you have six doubles. doublers. So I have six doublers. Which there's a possibility I could bring in another, which I don't even know who I would besides would those you, players. So you'd be looking at Wolves and Crystal Palace? I, I, those I are can't the other do two it. Doublers, right? I, I can't think. do it. If I brought in anybody, it would be Tony. Right. And like I said earlier, we have to wait on him. I would, I would wait till the last minute to bring Tony in. But mm-hmm. he has the possibility. I mean, we, we, we know Brentford get a lot of pens and. Tony is nailed on those pins, or he's just going to score goals. I mean, he he looks great at the top of their attack all year. He does look good. I mean, I agree. He he's a really good shout, but like we said, be careful. And I mean, the rest of the, besides the rest of my team, I mean, I I got Felix in there, which we know he's going to get a return next week. <laughs> okay, all right, prepare yourself for that punishment. <laughs> we we know. Also, look, can I? Is there like something besides personal pride I can get if he? If he does offer a return, um, if he you does, little, get you want to put some stakes on this between us? I think that maybe we create a punishment w- wheel that we can spin. Spin, and it's an idea. You know, if he gets a return, then I'll have to spin, 
if he doesn't get returned, then I'll then you'll spin and we'll go from there. Oh, I th- I, I like the idea. So besides that, the rest of my team kind of the same as it's been. I got Zinchenko in the back, Ben Davies in the back. Like both of those options to keep a clean sheet. Saka, Matoma, McAllister, Kane. I think he'll have a bounce back week. I think against Nottingham Forest, uh, I could see him putting a couple away. Holland up front against Crystal Palace, and then Felix against Leicester, which Felix maybe my captain next week. But <laughs> your captaincy choices have gone so well this year. <laughs> that's, so that's also number one on my list. I think that is one A on your list. Captain <laughs> yeah. smart players that are make sense and logical <laughs> choices, not oh, not my gut. I feel like this might work this week for I don't know why, but it's gonna work. God, this is a, such a long podcast, but it's been probably it's been a great one. Well, let's wrap on that. All right, go ahead, Luke. Um, well, thank you guys for spending the time with us this week. Really appreciate you listening. Um, we know that you're very busy, so thank you for taking the time. Um, Paul, do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners? Yeah, just um, like you kind of said, I really appreciate anybody that listens to this and spends time with us. As you can tell, we both really, really enjoy this subject and talking about it, especially with each other. And like like kind of in the middle of the podcast there, I mean, this is something that is so in, it's so hard to describe the feelings behind it for both of us that I just I just feel really lucky to share it with everybody and hopefully maybe grow the game here in America in some way just with our podcast and help help people understand why we love it so much and hopefully it can translate out there. And I hope everybody has a great week and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Well said, Paul. I, I echo your thoughts. I can't improve upon what you said in any way. So um, we'll just leave you with that. And the one final message I have for you all is before you go to bed, take your contacts out. (laughs) I think it's yeah. Lesson. Don't be, don't be scratching those eyes. It's it's painful and not fun, so have a great week, everyone. Take those contacts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye.